What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 368. In this episode, I'm joined by Snappy to talk about the Patreon, merch shop, a sex drive, word, YSL, new music, Britney Spears, the economy, politics, race stuff, porn, belts, NBA, football, a bunch of other shit. Thanks for checking us out. What up? Uh, we're joined by Snappy. What's up? What's up? You can see our dicks from space. Uh, the oh, first damn. thing. <laughs> uh, remind me that whole thing, and I'll explain what that's from um, after I get through with our ad shit. We got a Patreon. Patreon.com slash podcast. You go there. Uh, you give a dollar more a month. get early access to the podcast. You give enough. You can be a co-producer like my mother, like Graveyard Entertainment, like it's your boy H2.com. Like a forgotten one and our new co-producer Rico Reds. Hell yeah. Uh, so we appreciate that. Uh, you know, doing it real big, doing it, doing it for, for the c- culture. Um, also we have merch shop, shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast MO. Go there and get you a smoke Lahoma shirt, get you a snappy shirt. I, I am going to give a snappy all the money from the snappy shirts. So y'all go oh, buy hell. those snappy shirts. Uh, <coughs> If y'all want to so you show Snappy the, the love, get you a Snappy on a coffee cup. Well, my brother uh, sent me a picture. He had a, he got him a hat. Oh, nice. Bill, dude. Hell yeah. So I got a shirt in. The, the, the shirts were a little bit too zoomed in. The other stuff I got was pretty cool. Right. <laughs> yeah, I tried to... Something new I'm doing on the uh, merch. So something I fucked up on an Internet Friends 4 logo or the shirt was I made the picture too big. For sure. And it's because I make all my images at 3,000 pixels by 3,000 pixels. I don't know what that converts to in inches, you know, but I looked it up for yours and for the Smoklahoma shirt to where I have. It's about 10 inches, by the way. Um, And I pad them what it should be. But I know your original one was like a super low res picture. So it probably yeah. just looks blurry. But I bet from far out it looks. Uh, the coffee cup looked cool. The other gift I got and uh, the apron thing I got. It was right. all... Uh, the shirt it looked a little kind of like it was a little bit blurry maybe right but yeah i think it's just the probably low res nature of it but anyway y'all go check those out if you want them the you can see our dicks from space is from the great movie called sex drive came out when i was in college uh it was about a year after super bad if i remember correctly and um I just was really enjoying comedy movies at that time, and me and Pow Wow just loved it. And it had Clark Duke from the television show Greek, and so I was like, oh, we're going to support this shit. Um, And in my art class, I drew a picture from that movie of the main character in his donut outfit. And uh, anyway, there was these side characters that really stole the whole movie. These two kids at a party, and they were just like throwing pickup lines at girls and be like, what's up, what's up? Our dicks are huge. You can see them from space. (laughs) And so that was something me and Pow Wow Probably like if Powell walked in this room right now and said, what's up? What's up? He would probably yell. You can see our dicks from space. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so hoping some other people out there enjoyed sex drive. Go look it up. Um, it also has a good scene of uh, an older brother asking the main character if he's gay. But like the whole scene's like really funny. And it's one of those. I saw it popped up on TikTok the other day. Actually, that's how I'm thinking of it. And uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, this could exist in a movie today. Like, you know what I mean? Like we have lost some humor, like 
where you're not allowed to say, I mean, you can say gay. I mean, I think if you're funny enough and you do it right, you can pull it off. But there was a time where you could just be like, that's gay. And everyone's like, hey, that's so offensive. And I understand in general, but I kind of feel the same way I feel about retard. All right. And I understand I rarely, rarely say retard. It's very rare for me to pull it off because I do feel some type of way. I feel bad for saying it, you know, but I had never once in my life called someone who was mentally challenged or special needs or whatever the term is we're using these days, retarded. Right. I never have. You call normal people like your friends retarded when they're being stupid or whatever. Yeah, when they're doing something. And the same thing. I have never called a gay person um, gay or faggot. I don't know if I've ever said faggot, you know, to any one person, but I've never said any of that stuff. Right. You say it to your straight friend who, because they don't want to look gay. And you are making fun of their insecurities. Yeah, you're, you're not making fun of a gay person. We're usually making fun of our homophobic friends. Exactly. It's exactly it. Right. You, you're like, oh, you're eating that they're corn uncom- dog like it's a dick. They're uncomfortable it with it. We're making them uh, realize how stupid they are. Or at least we're trying. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's really the point behind it. I'm like, you're being a fucking total douche about this. Yeah. And uh, uh, douchebag. I don't even understand where that word can, like when that become an in, became an insult, you know, right? Um, like in hindsight, now I now realize when I was a child, my mother had them in the shower, but I didn't know what a <laughs> douche was, you know. But when you start using douchebags and shit, and then, but we all know, or at least I think most people do, and everyone I guess kind of has their own definition. But you have this general idea of what a douchebag is, right? Like to me, it's like a pompous. Uh, sort of asshole, uh, you know, better than everyone else sort of attitude. You know, like, you know, you have a certain thing for a douchebag, but yeah. it doesn't necessarily make sense to what a douchebag is. Right. It doesn't at all. I mean, <laughs> hell, why wouldn't you want to be called something close to the pussy? I mean, I right. It keeps it fresh. Um, little Summer's Eve. So it's like clean, clean. Summer's Eve people. Um, so anyway, that's our deep dive see, into words. There was this one kid that they uh, used to work in a dish pit, uh, Mazio's. Back in the day, and they called him douche, and I'm like, why the fuck are y'all calling him douche? This motherfucker stinks like a motherfucker. This dude, like, didn't shower. Right, he needs a... Yeah, yeah, I was like, that's the worst nickname for this guy. Yeah, that's not a good one. People are dumb, though, a lot of times with names, you know, or people just don't know stuff, you know, like, sometimes you'll meet someone that, yeah, they'll meet someone dirty, and you're like, what a douchebag. I bet, he's, I like, bet he you just, when means. he moved towns, he self gave himself a nickname. Right. I mean, I kind of gave myself the nickname Mo. I mean, some people, a few people call me Mo, like that I smoked weed with, but most people just called me by our full last name. But then I got a tattoo that got misspelled, and then we just left the Mo part and covered up the rest. So then I just started after that day was like, instead of just my closest friends calling me Mo, I will start introducing myself as that. And that is kind of how it started, because it was like, well, I mean, I got it on my skin now. Like through by the time high junior high high school get uh, rolled around, ninety five percent of the people around me call me Snappy. So and then like some of the people were still around me when I came to college. So I just and there were like five Eric's on the football team. Right. So I was like, I'm rolling with Snappy. You know. Right. I forgot actually, like when I was in college, that everyone just called me by our last name until this one girl from my high school about three years later because she joined. uh the sorority my wife said and uh she always calls me just by my last name and it's fucking weird i'm like oh yeah like and it unlocks like these memories of like everyone just used to like from like fourth grade on y'all just call me by my last name because there was another there was a girl in my class with my same first name so it just made sense 
Like Dart was probably the only job I've ever really had where they called me Eric. They do. Oh, see, I love, I love the. That's actually, I think, part of how I keep my personality separate is having a job that calls me by my first name because no one calls me Aaron in the real world, right? right. Like, but at work, when I hear that name, I'm like, oh yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, because it's like I just know if someone's saying that, they don't know me. You know, right. so I got to be on my best behavior, I guess. Um, and then my wife sometimes calls me that to her family. And then that throws me off. But I do the same thing with her because I call her Koopy. Yeah. And that's obviously not her first name. And then when so I try to call her by her first name to my family, I'm like, oh, sounds fucking weird. So I know what I I usually let uh, Melissa's full name out. And it sometimes sounds weird if I'm talking to her. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? You know? <laughs> right. And then I can't, you know, we, I think something's so funny is if people watch The Office, the, the best episode, mm, Top three episode and dinner party is a top three episode for me. But there's this episode of the opposite everyone makes fun of because uh, Michael Scott and Jan they keep saying babe to each other back and forth like okay babe all right babe all right babe and so every time I say babe too much I get like so self conscious about it that like all right we got to come up with some new um, words <laughs> that we can call each other because babe's kind of starting to run its course a little bit. I know it's not original at all. I know, but it's so now it's like it's so hard to get out of it. Right. It's so easy <laughs> to say. Um All right, big news in the world, in the music world anyway, is there is and I I'll be honest, I'm not the right hip hop rapper guy to know this stuff cuz this is not music I really listen to, but um there's this rapper named Young Thug, who's a very big deal. Um, see, the reason I don't like Young Thug, I'll just get into it, is, well, I quit listening to music for five years, and in that time, he kind of blew up. But also, him and Birdman put a hit out on Lil Wayne and shot up his house. And I was like, I don't fuck with anybody who's in line with Birdman to fucking assassinate Lil Wayne. So fuck Young Thug for life off that, you know? So I'm going to be biased here. I'm going to assassinate motherfuckers anyway for over stupid shit. Right. And well, it turns out he might have been kind of a real gangster. And so also there's this guy, Gunna, who's like the second biggest that got arrested. And I just don't like the music much, you know, if I have to be real honest. And so like 50 fucking people were arrested and it's on Rico charges, which like racketeering and shit like that. And um, there's been a lot of like misinformation about it. For instance, it everyone says it's a federal Rico case. Cause those are like sealed shut. I mean, if you get arrested on those, it's just done. But this isn't, this is a state of Georgia Rico case. And they have like a way lower bar of proof. They have to have until they can press charges, but, but it might not. But if it's big win. enough, tell me the feds won't come in. Maybe, but it'd be right. They, the Georgia has to have a good, case mm -hmm. right um and i guess they're using a lot of like song lyrics and instagram photos with captions as their evidence now i guess i have a kind of a weird take on this because most people are like you can't use lyrics against them that's their art form i think you should have freedom of speech don't your own i think you should be able to say whatever you want in your songs but like with anything else there has to be consequences all that you know you hear that said all the time I do think just because you go and confess to a murder on a song, you're like, can't use it. It's a song. That's kind of a dumb fucking thing. But everyone's saying that. Can't say it because it's on a song. And he could have been lying. And it's like, yes, now he can say, I lied. Like, that could be his defense now. But I think this, like, blanket statement of all songs can't be used. I'm like, I don't know if he fucking described it in great detail or something. Maybe it could if be. If it matched up with evidence, then I would right. say yes. Right, exactly. But it would have to be something I very kinda, specific. I kind of, you know, thought it was entertainment and acting and singing. And I mean, well, personally. Right. And I think, in so general, most people would think, like I did before this. I, in the groups, I think the Young Slime Life or something like that. Some, some was slime in it. And uh, so the government in Georgia anyway are trying to say they're a gang 
and you know the, these are racketeering charges and they have stuff uh i don't this is all allegedly i don't really fucking know um where like people apparently murdered someone killed someone and then immediately text young thug like job done you know and so they have shit like that where it seems like young thug was the kingpin of this little crime organization. Now, again, a lot of people on the internet have been like, it's not a crime organization. It's a record label. And they're just, you know, guys making music and there's none of this, but I mean, the Suge not shit, you know, everyone remembers back when music gets to the other side. So I just don't think it's that hard to believe. Now, one of the things I've seen argue and I like take on is, you know, they've apparently been watching these guys since like 2019, 2018, and they've watched them do 50 murders or some shit like that. But at what point are the police liable I think after one. If they know someone murdered someone, like, let's just keep watching. No. And let's build up evidence. I just think that part's fine. Well, they're trying to put him. A murder should be put away for life anyway. Right. And they're trying to get the whole team. I get the whole. From the cop side of this is their game and this is what they do. I get it. But I think, like, in general, it is. That makes them no better than the people killing people. They're letting people die. I agree. I agree 100%. So that is uh, the big rap news this week. Um, and then also the day we're recording this, Kendrick Lamar put out a new album. I haven't listened yet. I will. Um, it's interesting. People putting out albums these days in rap music. Basically, every time someone puts out something, everyone hates it for the most part. Right? Like every, like the Drake thing came out. Everyone hated it. And then uh, Jack Harlow more recently came out and everyone acted like they hated it. And some of these stuff I don't like either, but I don't go on fucking Twitter and be like, Here's my opinion about this successful rapper. People that have no talent. It's kind of like people on sports, so they do the same shit. Yeah, it's very true, very true. And I do think you can have an opinion. Like Jack Harlow's thing, uh, you know, because that one just came a couple weeks ago, I actually have heard it. I'm not a huge, I mean, I've never really listened to much of his music before anyway, but I listened to it, and I did think, my first thought was like, this is a little boring. You know, I don't know. I was like, I'm not saying there weren't some good songs. The song with Drake's good, shit like that, but the whole album in general, I was like, yeah, it's a little boring, but I don't, I mean, it's whatever. But people are online like, his career's over. He's done. You know, I'm like, first off, he's got millions of streams off just this one day alone because everyone's checking it out. And then uh, some people like it, you know, and then now the, it's come around the other day where everyone's like, I actually love his album, you know, and it's like everyone now loves it. And then so when Kendrick Lamar's came out today and I mean, people five minutes and like at t- midnight, oh, five, were like, it's a classic album. It's like, well, you, can, you haven't heard it. You've heard one song. It came out at midnight. You know, it's like people love Kendrick Lamar and I think he's pretty good. You know, like I've enjoyed most of his uh, you know, songs. I've heard of his. I enjoy him quite a bit. But um, they're like people want to be like Tupac, right? Like they're like everything's artistic and everything has a meaning and everyone's like they look into it and shit. So it kind of builds up the the cloud. And I think it's great for him, you know, or whatever. But I haven't listened to it yet. But I have seen mostly good stuff. And then I've seen some backlash of like. This ain't it. His early shit was better. You know, and then you start hearing like, oh, so even the most successful rappers get hated on. So it is what it is. Hey, everybody's know? a fucking critic these days. Though. Oh, and that's true. Everyone. See, I actually take someone's credit like uh, me and Brad. Right. If Brad was like, I have this take on this rapper's thing, I would it would have more validity because he has he's made rap songs. He's wrote a rap verse. Right. So I kind of think when I give my opinion to someone on rap, I do think like if you've never made a song. I have like somewhat more of a valuable opinion. And maybe that's fucked up to think. But just like you, if you're talking football, you'll you think, well, how long did you play? Right. And if you didn't play longer than I played, <laughs> then your opinion's not as good. Like that's just kind of how your thought goes. Yeah. You know, and it's um like with anything. Like, I mean, someone starts saying, like, hey, I'm gonna sell beats. I'm like, or her, like or some whatever, of the sports know. animals were analysts that were uh like really terrible quarterbacks sitting there commenting on these quarterbacks and went. 
he was absolutely terrible. Right. Well, see, I think at some point in time, you can critique. Like, I mean, you can hear, you can see Steve Young play, and then you can see another guy play, and you're like, well, Steve Young's better than that guy. I mean, you can do yeah. some comparative right. stuff, right? I mean, like there is some, or you can hear a song like, I don't like this, and I like this. You know, yeah. but when people are like, his artistic integrity didn't meet the whatever, and like you're trying to put yourself inside their thoughts and stuff, you're like, you just, they were fucking making, they probably got high a little bit. And I don't know, Kitchen Kamar might be sober for all I fucking know, but you know, they probably in a fucking studio just enjoying life, making songs. Try and give a message out, and if you like it, you like it, you don't, you don't. People acting like, you know, oh, Boo Barry Bonds for taking steroids, but hell, let's hell up Babe Ruth, who was a fucking alcoholic asshole. Right. Fucking, you know, I mean. I, 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 I needed to learn more about Barry Bonds, or Barry, about Babe Ruth, because when I was a kid, he had like a little resurgence, but I didn't really know much about him. But I think there was a movie that yeah. John Goodman played him or something like that, but I've never seen it. And I know everyone says that about it, but I, I've heard recently that he made more money a year than like the president, which is a common now for athletes. But at that time, it wasn't very common for right. an athlete to make more. And people used to give him shit. And he's like, well, let's see him hit a home run. You know, I'm like, I think like he had some good quotes. Right. You know? So like, I it's think like Ruth, the John Wayne of baseball. Yeah, he was a uh, uh, larger than life character. I'm sure yeah. he did all kinds of fucked up shit. You know, just like, of course, you know, you got to think back then only people only had so much <laughs> access to see. And he was the star of. Because he was where the cameras were. He played in New York. Right. Um, speaking of, since we spoke of sports, uh, I'll finish Winning Time, which was the Lakers show on HBO Max, which is the best streaming service. And uh, I know shit was changed in it because it's basically like, here's the story, but the TV version, you know, so it's not completely accurate. There's things changed for sure. But at the very end, they changed instead of Kareem winning the finals MVP, which is what happened. David Stern comes up to Magic and is like, since Kareem's not here, we're going to give it to you. And then Magic's like, okay. And then they have Magic winning the finals MVP. And all the other things that were small, I was like, okay, I get it. But like, that seemed like a big fucking thing to change. I was like, that's weird. Wow. Uh, so I thought that was an odd choice at the end. Um, but anyway, I still thought the show was very, very good. But just don't think it's like exactly what happened. You know, it's like 80% there or something. Um, also this week I saw where Britney Spears is posting a bunch of, you know, crazy shit on the internet and already people are like, maybe she should have been on that conservatorship. So it's back to like the reactionary world, right? And everyone's a critic and everyone has an opinion. Like a year ago, it was everyone's goal in the world to free Britney. Yeah. You know, this, they're doing it to her. Look, they have her in a prison and then as soon as she's out and she's having fun, I mean, listen, if you believe she was in a prison, guess what? She was in the prison for the last 15 years in a time where a lot of, uh, you know, females her age are probably out there having a good time. So she's posting like nude pictures on Instagram, but like little hearts over her tits, you know, or whatever. So you can't really see it, but it's like shit people were doing 10 years ago. And, uh, we were like, well, oh, so I, f- I feel bad well, for her. She'd probably do an OnlyFans page and buy her a million dollar mansion. You know? Well, I mean, she already could be. Yes, yeah, she right. could make a lot of money uh, on that. Um, but I just think it's weird that it's like they want her free to make her choices. And then she makes her choices like, why well, didn't want her to do that? She should be back on a conservative. I just thought it was so weird. And how she's it, uh, comfortable turned. like doing that. Who cares? Right. Also, um, I learned today on a different podcast. They're also talking about the. The chick who I, we mentioned, the Catch Me Outside girl who made like $50 million her first year being 18. Apparently, she doesn't show her like it's not pornographic. It's like her tits. But I don't think she's like 
you know, fisting herself or anything. I don't think it's like hardcore shit. So that, that makes it a little better, but still y'all are pedophiles out there. Fucking weirdo old man. Paying just to see pictures. You could uh, go top boobs in the Google. Yeah. I mean, you just could, right? And you'll probably get like top tier results. Google's already sorting them out. <laughs> but uh, y'all, I don't know. But then I think a lot of it, because I've never joined an OnlyFans, you know. Me either. Um, but I think part of it's like, you know someone that, like, you know that person in real life. Like, some girl you knew starts one, and that convinces you, and you're like, all right, I'll get it. Uh, I was curious back in the day. And yeah, and then that gets you into no. the whole ecosystem, but I've never... Nothing's got me curious enough to be like, you gotta check this I'll out. I'll just never know what these fans only or this tender's all about. I'm just... Yeah, yeah it's a new, different yeah. world, different world. It's over with for, for Snap Daddy. Um... Formula shortage. I don't know if you've seen this. I don't have a kid, and so I don't really know much about it. I know myself, I could not breastfeed because I was a premature baby, and so I was a baby that would have had to have formula. So a lot of people are like, go fucking breastfeed then. And you're like, well, it's not that necessarily easy. A lot of women can't, or if you haven't been, then you can't now for sure right. once the formula fucking runs out the story. Um, but also people think formula is not safe, but almost all studies in the last however many years have been like formula and breast milk are almost just as healthy, right? So I've seen just a lot of fucking shit about getting baby formula this week. Um, so anyway, if there's a formula shortage, at the same time, uh, no abortions. You got to have those babies that can't feed them. I think it's uh, quite the predicament we're in. And then also, uh, Bill Gates recently announced this artificial breast uh, feeding thing, um, like a breast milk tech. So you like can, they can install in women artificial breasts that pump milk out. So Bill Gates is already on it. The week it's announced, it's an issue because he set it up just like all the other shit. Well, uh, I've, I've seen a few comments. I hadn't dove down into it about formula is being stockpiled for all the uh, immigrants that have let in. That's what I, I read. I hadn't uh, like dug uh, further. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've seen most people being like, we don't have formula, and yet y'all are sending $40 billion to the Ukraine, which, again, I'm that against too? that shit. You know, I... I know no one will ever but, be able to convince me we need to spend billions of dollars in other countries when we need so much fixed here. But I've seen a couple of uh, recipes online that uh, people used in the 60s or whatever. Yeah. So and, and everyone's like, well, they don't have all the nutrients. You're right. But we're talking about, OK, if we got to survive and you ain't got nothing to eat. then right. it's I actually gonna, it's saw gonna, one of the recipes have the nutrients. You just have to buy this some vitamin and yeah. mix it with it or something. Well, that vitamin will go out next. Yeah, probably. Or it'll go up in price. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's how the, the companies work, man. I know. Uh, well, word is, uh, to, according to some podcasts, let's do, we will probably hit a recession or we need to, which is weird. Like, I don't know enough about economy. Right? I mean, I didn't take any economics classes. Oh, uh, they're boring as well. Um, but from what I understand, with inflation being as crazy it is, the only thing that we can do to combat inflation is if the economy hits a recession. And that will like help balance it out over time or some shit, but it'll be like fucking shitty in the next like near future. So I, I think the restaurant industry is going in the crapper. Yeah. Foods. No one's going to be able to find workers that are already having a hard time and they're just serving shit or closing or half their menu they don't have for shipping issues as well. Right. I mean, I just, yeah, you might not learn to cook at home, man. Yeah, I'm uh very good at that part, so I'm at least good there. But yeah, I saw where you uh shared something this week about someone having a rubber glove in their salad yeah, or some shit. Santa Fe, man. 
Uh, Man, yeah. so I tried to order some king crab, you know, for Mother's Day. It's supposed to be here Friday before Mother's Day, you know, last week. It shows up Monday. Hot, hotter than fucking shit. It was fucking like... I had to open it outside. It was so rancid, you know? Right. And then I get a, a one-line email from the company after the UPS driver really says, Sorry, we, we just realized UPS ran late. We're reshipping tomorrow. All right, well, I guess, you know, replace them. I'm sitting there watching the track. You know, I told them how I was disappointed. You know, I was like, it was for Mother's Day, but I had to go spend an extra hundred bucks on some little bitty snow crab and a couple of lobster tails. I mean, it was still delicious because I know how to fucking cook. Right. But uh, I, I wanted that big king crab, you know, like my wife wanted, you know, for Mother's Day. And uh, hadn't got nothing back, nothing. And I'm watching this tracker and I'm seeing the same delays as last time. And I'm like, motherfucker. Someone's just stealing your king crab. And here, no, it showed up to the door, but Uh, it was rancid as fuck because it was three days late. Right. And it's going to be the same thing. It got rescheduled to Monday, and I'm like, hey, man, it's not going to show up again, so we're going to be in the same predicament. Are I ever going to get to taste this crab? You know, I was like, and y'all, you offer no kind of comp, no nothing. Yeah, and... I mean, crab's not something I would get mailed myself, but if they offer it, I mean, I guess you would think you could Man, do it. I know it. a lot of people do it, but I tried and it gets fucked up. Right. I remember I, our Aunt Penny ordering filet mignons when I was in junior high, and they came like a little package in the mail and a little ice chest package. Well, yeah, well, I've seen them get delivered to the store because my boss orders from this uh, one side, uh, these, uh, but she gets these little pieces, but I was wanting a whole you know, big crab leg. They right. come in, they were, it was colder and shit. I mean, all kinds of ice packs and shit in it. I right. mean, they ship medicine over. Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean. Very true. Uh, I was like, throw in a couple lobster tails or at least reship it and uh, pay for overnight delivery so it's guaranteed to fucking be at my door fresh. Yeah, yeah. well, people don't care. I mean, well, we're at the so- moment, like, they just don't care about customer service. We're in southern Oklahoma. We can't get king crab from anywhere. Right, but I mean, to these people, they're just like, oh, fuck it. Yeah. Right. I mean, and it's not cheap. I mean, it's like $82 a pound. Right. It's pretty crazy. Um, well, let me know what other seafood you order next. You know, I'm just <laughs> curious to see what else you get. I, you know, I've never really ordered it online. Maybe this is why. Yeah. I, I don't order much food. That's like the one thing I do still go in the store. Yeah. Well, it was from a, you know, big reputable place. So. Right. I mean, yeah. Somebody do like, I know there's a thing called Gold Belly. Um, I've heard advertising certain podcasts, and it's like, restaurants from all over the u.s so like you want to try some fucking fancy ass restaurant in los angeles you've heard of like they got on this thing and they will get it to you within 48 hours and some shit that's you know still edible and people love it and i'm like i just can't imagine i mean i can't do doordash like to me that's like this unfathomable thing and fucking powwow's goddamn like it's his whole life at the moment working for him so i'm not trying to hate him i think if you can afford a doordash do it i just will never in my life be able to see me getting $20 worth of food and it's like $44 and then me be like, I'll just drive and get it. This town's not that big. I, it's like a mile right. down the road. What are we doing? <laughs> like, I just can't. Man, also, that also depends on how high I am. If I'm just like super fucked up or like I have been in the past, you know, I, I'll straight get some DoorDash. It's been over 10 years probably since I've been high enough I couldn't drive. Well, I mean, I, I had others. 
right things for sure uh well i'm trying to think i remember the last time i felt like i'm too high to drive and that was i was driving someone home in college uh going around crazy corners little curve and i felt like my car feels like a spaceship <laughs> like, I, just, I don't even feel the tires on. The i just end. don't like giving them anything to you know to for reason here in ada right i mean i i completely get it I, my I, whole I, thought just like I will breathe if they had a breathalyzer for weed. It won't, you know, or if they're going to test me, I'm testing whatever, yeah. you know, where it's at in my system. So, um, but also don't think it if, if I ever got like super stoned. What I hate is if they give you the breathalyzer and ain't happy with the result, then they order a blood test. No, you you chose the test, right? And you lost. I mean, uh, yeah, that should be my getaway. I shouldn't have to do it another one, right? Because you can request not the breathalyzer and do a blood test. Right. So you have that option. So if they pick and choose and offer you a test, and you accept it. You shouldn't have to do another. Well, cops don't play by the rules because they are paid by the government to harass citizens. Oh, man. I've been the video has been getting worse. So you think you'd slow down. I've just been seeing more. Well, stupid and again, people don't give a fuck about this. But Joe Biden today said, hey, every city that y'all didn't spend y'all's COVID money, we sent y'all. Then y'all need to spend it on police. Now, I'm not saying I agree or disagree. I'm just saying the liberals that all fucking voted for Joe Biden. They did not want money spent on the police. And as soon as he is in office, he does what the Republicans want. So this is where I'm always saying, like, they're the same party. It's just they fucking talk different. Yeah. And then everyone's like, well, can't do that. Can't do that. And then they're like, they get in there and it's like, hey, guess what's Man, our, exactly the president the at this point is is a is like someone that they just put up there to take all the blame. Yeah. For the two houses fight. If you thought we didn't have the best of the best running before, it's going to get worse and worse. Like oh there was. Oh, my God. I mean, there was a time it felt like maybe they were like pretty cool guys, maybe running, maybe they're, maybe they never were, maybe they always were like this, these faces or pasties or whatever. But it does seem like these days, definitely like no one you think's cool that you would want to run would ever run. Right. You'd be like, fuck, no, I ain't doing that. And you're like, hey, here's the smartest guy in America. You know, he, he could solve all the problems. He'd be like, I would never want all that attention and pressure and yeah, fucking hate all the time. Um. I have thought randomly about how the console wars, which I'm talking about video games, people that don't know, are very similar to race wars. You know, and these are things that are both, of course, near and dear to my heart. And the fact that rich people, it just doesn't really affect rich people, right? Like, you mean rich people? And like, I don't care, but think about the race or whatever. And some people are going to argue and be like, rich people care a lot. That's the white man keeping us down. And maybe they're, I, I personally believe that top 1% thinks everyone's trash. You know, below them. I don't think they care about race that way. But again, this is my fantasy world I'm talking about. Um, But it's also like that in video games. Like, if you're rich and you just have like a gaming PC and all the consoles, you're like, yeah, none of this fucking matters, right? But the guys you see online bitching about what fucking consoles better on a Facebook post, it's because they could only afford one. Yeah. And then they're like, Dug and they got to go all in. <laughs> they got to defend it on a fucking Facebook post. And uh, I think that's kind of how poor people are about their race. I think, uh, or not all, because I think, you know, I was raised poor and I never, I've never in my once been like, glad I'm white or I think I'm white or I, I just don't think about it. And I understand that's part of the white privilege, um, but I just don't think about it. And so I think a lot of people that do hold on to that, it's like, that's just what they had, you know? Uh, well, we, Man, we holding on to one step above white trash, okay? Right, well, I, I get annoyed. Uh, Theo Vaughn's a stand comedian who has a pretty funny podcast, but his stand-up special was fucking horrible. I watched on Netflix. I was like, I can't believe it's so bad. Because I thought he was good, and I've seen him like on clips before, and I was like, I can't believe this isn't that good. Um, but he has this whole bit that went kind of viral about how 
white privilege didn't exist for him because he he was grew up with the poor blacks or whatever. Right? And uh, and he has like a funny bit about it. But I do think in general what people miss about the white privilege. Now, it's not it's everyone's fault. It's because people that use it as an insult because like, that's what they do. People be like you have white privilege. Like it's just fucking insult. They use it for a blanket everything. Right. But I do think in general just to be like imagine your life exactly how it was, but not white. There would probably be a time or two. It would still be like a little worse, you know, like even if you were like the poorest possible. Like I know I benefited for getting only 10 days in jail when I got arrested my second time because I know plenty of people that got arrested that same thing and got a year in jail. But they looked at me and were like, you get 10 days. And I was like, thank you. You was also like a fairly clean cut. Right. Right. More goes into it for sure. More goes. And I was in college. I had good grades. There's a lot of reason I didn't get looked at a double takes either. But I'm saying if I I had all of that stuff and then also was black, I do think I'd still probably treated worse in that scenario. But I do think the same way, if I look exactly the same, but I was black, there'd be certain girls that would have wanted me. Right. So so I do think there's like certain stereotypical things that do happen one way or the other um but that is like well, the white privilege is just people don't judge yeah. you or whatever instead of a four eight forty i could have been running a four five i mean it, you're it correct happened. absolutely right or like and a lot of times or i could have done i think you have to remember that it's like i just something i think about is like yes i don't think i'm racist or whatever but like that doesn't mean that cop over there isn't right you know like and that cop has a lot of power or something. So like, you know, the, the does because because I remember in high school, every time I had a black friend in my front passenger seat, I would get pulled over. And I was like, motherfucker. And I started telling him like, I'm not in the hate. I was like, you have to sit in the back. And I ain't talking about some Rosa Park shit. It's just like, <laughs> I can't get pulled over. I never again. knew, Mo. I, I never knew. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was getting ridiculous. I was well, like, can't do it, guys. Well, I can't afford any more tickets. From what I've been learning, and not just from our cousin Chad getting screwed over, you know, the first time yep. or whatever, Warwick has got a very corrupt police department. Right. Well, the way I, I, I don't understand, know, I don't. I think the whole Jefferson County is very corrupt. Yeah, Jefferson sure. County is, and um, which is where Warwick is at. I do think it is awesome bullshit. He did. Shag got fucked over in the sense he got pushed down some stairs and then they lost conveniently the tape of it happening. Right. And then no one ever pressed charges on this person. Maybe they asked Shad if he wanted to. I don't know. I feel like they would have had a press, but for some reason, no one ever pressed charge on this person or anything like that. But the reason he was in that predicament is they, yeah, he, he was wrong in that sense. Right. He, he was talking shit to a guy way bigger than him on a staircase. And the fact he was even in court was cause he was robbing houses. And so it's like, one of the, and I don't want to be like that. You shouldn't have dressed that way, and you wouldn't have been raped top of here. But this is the thoughts like, well, if you wouldn't have been a criminal, you wouldn't have been in court that day to get pushed. But I do still agree, it shouldn't have happened, uh, right? Like but it, him uh, having there should have been justice done. But to him the other having guy. corrections training, he should have been able to restrain himself in that situation, right? But Shad was a shit talker. I'm it was sure just he said talk. some shit. It was just talk. It was just oh, words. Right. Now, I agree. But I just know how he probably could have got her knees on skin. Um, <laughs> but no, but I've had uh, acquaintances uh, that post about that particular town. Right. It's always uh, been. And they're not even from that town. So whenever Shad's whole thing was happening, I remember looking up on the Internet and there was a lot of complaints about Jefferson's County and all this shit. And that's not like, oh, fuck. I didn't realize all this. See was several going. about Carter as well. And when I was in uh, high school, right before I left, we went to college, uh, you know, I was getting drugs a little bit like that, but I was never like a bad, like I didn't steal from anyone or anything like that. Like I just wouldn't be like that. But this one kid I knew did, he broke into this attorney's office and stole guns out of this attorney's office. And 
I I was asked to be at the truck stop, which was this restaurant, and sit a couple tables over because my friend basically the attorney found out who stole it and was like, if you meet me at the truck stop, I'm going to fucking murder you. And then uh, me and some friends sat like a couple tables down to make sure. I don't know. We were just eavesdropping. And this motherfucking well-respected attorney was like, I own this town. I will murder you and hang you. Like, I mean, he was threatening a 15-year-old kid. Like, it was crazy. And then he was like, I'll get you the guns. I'll get you the guns. Like, it was out of some movie shit, right? But that even, I remember thinking then, like, I have to leave because I'm going to die. Like, all my friends are into some crazy shit. And I just can't well, do say it. Well, if cell phones had been insane, you could have at least recorded that. Be like, look. look right. How much he, should, he should have recorded it. I mean, because he would have had a phone. Yeah. And they would have some recording. A, a capable. It wouldn't have been like today, but it had something you could have yeah. used. Um. But yeah, it was, there was all, but he was in the wrong. Again, he broke into the guy's right, place. But still, I mean, if I'm in the wrong, going to go down charge, might as well make this guy look like an asshole he is. Right, for sure. Uh, so I know there's I mean, he was a not- bunch of behind the scenes shit in, in my little small town. Like, uh, I have a cousin on my, like, mom's stepdad's side, I, you know. I some, mean, if I was, in, yes, I did do it. And I'm getting charged anyway, but here's what this motherfucker does. Right. But I think in that moment, <laughs> it would be the cops wouldn't care. In but the whole town. town though right yeah maybe maybe uh it'd be hard to get it out there you know facebook wasn't as prevalent at the time Marika ranch and raves baby <laughs> Make it. um but yeah I'm, I'm glad i left i guess i will say um anyway console wars or race wars y'all keep keep that one in your in your hat make it macaroni as they say um I also have been thinking lately, I think my generation was trained to be into MILFs, and I think that's why I'm so strongly against pedophiles, because I just can't imagine it. When I was growing up, uh, for like we had American Pie first off, which was like the big one, right? Like, I mean, mm. that that was like when I think actually literally introduced the term MILF, but it also had Blank Check, which was, I don't know if you've seen Blank Check when I was a kid. It was the most popular movie, and this kid gets a Blank Check, and he writes for like a million dollars, and he has all this money, and then he buys a castle and all this cool shit but it ends with a fucking adult woman making out with him and you're like fuck yeah and he's like nine right and so uh, i started thinking back i was like yeah i just think it was really pushed hard on my generation of like the hot mom concept i don't think it existed as much for the like jesse's mom was a thing you know yeah. whatever and i'm sure so probably in the 80s it did exist a little bit but it seemed like it was all over uh my pop cult you know my cartoons and shit you know it was always like the mom was hot or whatever. Yeah, my brother posted that picture of. Uh, oh, I saw that. Of, uh, my son. nephew uh, saying, <laughs> yeah. "I love uh, hot moms," and he's on the stage uh, at the high school on principal's honor roll. Right. Surprised well, they think, weren't. Really. And I think it's probably led to like in all the porn how they have all the family shit, you know. But for some reason, at some time, because when I was in high school, I felt like any porn you could find there was it wasn't family. It was never these people. It's really just awful acting. Yeah, yeah, because we're just getting the sex stuff. But and then I'm thinking sometime it went to being like, I'm at my friend's house and his mom wants to fuck me. And then you were like, okay, yeah. Uh, but then that became too like vanilla, and people were like, it's your stepmom, you know, in your own house that you've known since you were eight or whatever. I don't know. Like they get weird. It gets weird, and then it gets to like weird family shits where I'm like, I feel like everyone's pedophiles. <laughs> so, but then again. Uh, shout out to everyone out there on your OnlyFans, though, doing it right. 
I was thinking I'm on the wrong side of history about belts. You know, for a long time, I've been against wearing belts. I just fucking hate it. Digging my stomach at times, you know, for the fucking buckles too big and shit like that. And I just, I hate fucking wearing belts, but I also understand the annoyance of holding up my pants all the time. Or, you know, the beginning, they're tight, but at the end of the day, they're all fucking loose because that's how they fucking work. Uh, so this week, I or two weeks ago, I bought some new jeans and uh, one pair just a little too big. And I got tired of holding them up. So I finally wore a belt and I was like, you know what? I think belts are all right. I think I should be wearing a belt every day. Well, my back kind of went out this week, and when I strapped the belt on, it gives it a little more support. Right. Like, I can actually move around, like, well, right around my sciatica nerve. It went across my whole back this week. Yeah, that's exactly so what's happening. my back kind of went out, and I can't get in the chiropractor because one of the people's on vacation that I use, and it's like two weeks. I'm like, well, fuck, I guess. Right. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i pretty sure that's a minor. I think mine's my side can all the way down to my foot. Like, I think that's what it's gotten a little better this week, but I haven't wanted to talk about it because it's like it could all be a false hope, you know, but it's getting a little better. But everything's starting to hurt more. But I think that's better than numb. Mine's um, went out. My back's went out off and on, you know, since high school. Right. And uh, I guess it's just time again. It's been a while, so. Right. Like to me, it's just different parts of the side because it goes, I think, all the way down to your foot. But like right now, the part that goes from like the kneecap over like the thigh. Oh, no, it's very like it's like hurts very much. Um, But we'll get back to it. So anyway, belts are good. That's my last thing. Um, And then I was also going to talk about the NBA playoffs because it would have been the best playoffs in a long time in my memory anyway. And uh I enjoy it, but one thing happened this week between Chris Paul and this fan, and now most people probably have already forgotten by the time this has come out, but Chris Paul gets into it with some fan in the stands and yells at this little kid. I say, look, he's like a 15-year-old is what he looks like to me. I don't know how his actual age, but all these memes have come out, you know, making fun of him or whatever, and I do think they're all very funny. I'm not saying you can't make fun of the kid. I think you definitely should, but Chris Paul claims this, a fan put hands on his mother. Right. That's put hands I, on his mind. To me, put hands on means uh, physically assaulted, pushed, uh, punched. That I, that means something. And the story comes out. The kid was like, oh, you need a hug. And was being a little shit. But was being like, oh, your team loses. You need a hug. And then was trying to hug her. Again, that would be I would be annoyed as fuck. That is not putting hands. I mean, literally right. it is. Yes, it isn't after a post conference. Fuck these fans putting hands on my mom. I'm like, I don't know. I've seen prisoners get extra years for touching an officer's hand, just like poking it. Oh, well, shit. I guess it's called assault on staff. Yeah. Well, that's stupid. That's a little, that's that one percenter line there, you know? Right. Get the hell out of here with that technicality bullshit. But yeah, so I just. You know, a lot of people cared about that story for a day and then they kind of went away and then the kids got like a, a one year ban. He was there with his aunt, I think, instead of his mom. People claimed he was drunk, but he looked too young. I know in Texas, you know, I'm sure you can get away with it, but it's uh, with the aunt that might try to be the cool aunt. Right, right. And it could have been. I just I, I think there's been a lot of egregious things that have happened in the last few years of fans, you know, that have come out. This out of this story is the, the dumbest. Right. And then. The thing I hate about the NBA these days is I'm about to say like the playoffs are good is all of the crime to the refs, you know, and I know that's something we always talk about. Um, and I used to be OK with Chris Paul's doing it because like, I don't think he cried as much as he looked pissed. But the more you watch these games, you're like, oh, he cries just like everybody else. And they all just cry the refs. And I don't even mind someone bumping in and throwing their head back. Like, I get that's all part of it. And I don't even mind whenever like a hand comes in and you like do that awkward fucking shooting motion because you're like caught him. 
I don't care about that. I care about after the play's over, those motherfuckers stare at the ref and fucking talk and bitch the whole time. Yes. I'm not even talking about the plays. I'm talking about the time they're running back from like, or like after the plays happen and then they're bitching. I'm like, I just, it ruins it. Like Luca Doncic right now is having like one of the best 22 year old years ever, right? Or something in the playoff, whatever old he is. And all I can see is watching him bitch every after everything. He just bitches and complains. And who is he playing? The Suns, who has Chris Ball, who bitches and complains. And then he has Devin Booker, who's the new I'm going to bitch and complain. Devin Booker laid down on the ground like he was hurt, looked up to the camera, saw it, caught him, and like smiled at the camera like, ha I was faking. And then it's like, I don't know. I just don't enjoy any of this shit. I don't enjoy that aspect. LeBron used to always run to the ref with his hands out like this. You right. Know? And LeBron yeah. is the reason I think it's kind of gotten like this. I know I understand Reggie Miller, I think, was the first faker but he was like the only one and it seemed like a cool trait yeah. you know and then lebron and i actually he's lebron's not the one because i used to dislike shaq a lot when he played i really talk about chauncey billups but i dislike shaq because he was so big and he would cry that he got fouled every play and i'm like maybe you did bitch but you're so big you know what who cares that was like they was thought. fouling him every play because he can't shoot free throws right and so it- i would just get uh Annoyed at like people that always complained. I'm like, you're an NBA player, even as a little kid. You leave Shaq so I feel the same. You way leave now. Shaq alone, he gets two points. You foul him, he gets zero. Right, for sure. Um, and so there's been different people, of course, that complain, but it just seems like everyone does it now, you know. And then actually, what's weird is it's not even every superstar does it. Yeah, you know, not an average player, not like a normal guy. They they understand. They're like, yep, fucked up. There we go. And then an NBA a superstar's like. What, what, no, it reminds me of, I had this kid I uh, was in school with playing football. And we talked about football a bit earlier, so I bet we could wrap into this. Um, and it was like, every time something happened, it's like, oh, I got hurt. Or like, oh, this, I didn't get this touchdown because this guy didn't do that. It was always someone else, right? Yeah. And like, that's what an NBA superstar who's supposed to be the best, they do nothing but like complain about the other people. That's why Giannis is like the coolest fucking NBA superstar in a long time because he's like, not America. First off, Americans are the problem. They're like all fucking spoiled. These fucking foreigners come over here and they're like, grateful for an opportunity. I just want to play hard. And you're like, fuck yeah. I mean, that's why Larry Bird was so fucking respected. He didn't fucking want whine that much. He would talk shit to the players, but he didn't really whine to the well, refs no that one, much. I don't think anyone whined that much in those days. Uh, he's comes off as a prick a little bit in the winning time show, but it's funny. You know, or whatever, but that's how it's supposed uh, to yeah, be. Yeah, they're like he was like the the Sean Kemp uh, I was reading the other day. Yeah, like, right. Did you read that where yeah. he like broke all his records and then Larry's like, oh, so you're the one who broke my records? Well, watch this, and he called every shot that night. Right, I mean, dropped forty. Larry Bird is definitely a forgotten one. I don't know, you know, a whole lot of NBA history exactly, but in general, his whole career was cut almost in half because of back injuries, and it was all because during one summer during the off season, he was pavement paving his own driveway. Instead of fucking hiring a company to do it, like he showed up because he was a fucking face of goddamn NBA and Magic Johnson, he done it himself, threw his back out. And then after that, that's when he moved to like the, he just passed out of the post and didn't move much and shit. Yeah. But apparently he was pretty athletic at the beginning of his career, you know, but well, everything. He could straight get it from, I've been, I've been coming across a lot of Larry Bird material lately. I don't okay. know why. But. Well, uh, well, it's so weird, I think, because he's, uh, I mean, he's like the best white player probably. No, I don't know. Might have had. Yeah, he's probably like the best white player of all time. So I think that makes a certain fan base like they still love him. I don't know. Jerry West is a big name, isn't he? Yeah, but yeah. Larry Bird was way better than Jerry Larry West. Larry Bird, yeah, he's... Yeah. But then also, like, when you're comparing eras, uh, it's... A, for me, like, in the GOAT conversation, go whatever, but it's like... 
it's how good you were compared to everyone else. Right. Right. You know, because I, I think, and I know this is blasting a lot of people. I think Kobe was probably really close to Jordan skill wise. Right. Yeah. Like skilled, but it was like everyone else in the league had gotten so much better. And I know people were like, good in the 90s, it was tougher. I'm like, maybe it was. But the guys now are the best athletes that have ever been in the NBA because they learn from the old guys, right? And they're like so skilled and they all shoot better than anyone ever yes. has, right? Like, so there, it's all evolved. But then again, like, so you could take an average guy now and put him in whenever and he would be a superstar probably. But that's not the same as like, how good were you compared to your peers? Okay, okay well, the think about back uh, before 2000, you think someone passed 50 times? Fuck no. Right. Well, they didn't throw that. They didn't even have, well, they throw like 25 times a game, maybe. Well, and then also, like, you know, LeBron, his whole thing, like, he spent so much money on uh, working out and stuff. The same with Jordan. Jordan, at some point in time in his career, was like, I have to really work out, you know, look into this. But, like, those guys in the 70s had, like, second jobs, smoking cigarettes at halftime. Like, they yeah. were doing, like, it was just different, you know. Right. So, I, you got to look at it a little differently. But I have a thing about the GOAT conversation because everyone, of course, you know, is Jordan and LeBron. And I, my sort of idea, that I always have about this is if you thought Kareem was the best before LeBron, I understand why you're like, LeBron's now the best, you know, because before I I think the history of this, but I could be wrong was Bill Russell was the best ever first. He was like the first goat because he won so many rings and all that, but it was like a really watered down league. He was yeah. like, there was like hardly any black. He's like one of the no few one black could touch players. Him. I mean, right. He was, he was six, eight, but he was like eight inches taller than everybody else. And, um, Except Will, and he beat the fuck out of Will. It was like some Jedi mind trick shit when you go back and listen to it. So Will was also a superstar, but everyone was like Bill or Will were the best. And it was actually well, Will Chamberlain was a sex machine, though, wasn't he? Yeah, that's what he claimed. Okay. Um, and so it was like Will. People were like, well, Will's literally better. He's taller. He has more gifts. He has all that. And people were like, well, Bill Russell won the rings. You know, it's the same argument they all have. Yeah. And then Kareem comes through, and Kareem's like he passes everyone on the numbers, right? He scores the most points. He does all that. And then so people were rather like he's the best. Um, for having all the points, Bill Russell's the best for having the rings or Magic Johnson's the best because he has this personality and this drive. Like, you know, he really influences the game. It was like this different thing. And he numbers. was up there in numbers and rings as well. Right. He ended up getting the rings, too. But even like when he first came in, people like his third year, people were like, is he the best player ever? Like, I mean, Magic Johnson got a lot of hop early on. And then Larry Bird, I don't and think his anyone, whole age thing, too. For sure. Um, Larry Bird, I don't know if anyone ever called him the GOAT greatest of all time no. or not. You know, I don't quite remember that. But then when Jordan came through and everyone said Jordan was the GOAT, it wasn't because he passed Kareem's numbers. Right. He took the he took the ring argument and he took the personality argument. And people are like, who else would you want in a championship matchup than Jordan? Well, His peak. It's a different argument. And then now people are like, since LeBron passed Kareem, then he passed Jordan. And I'm like, but y'all already decided that what Jordan did was more impressive than Kareem. 20 years ago, we made that decision. And now y'all think just because LeBron had a long career, that's more impressive than Jordan. I just disagree. I think the fact he has a six point game in the playoffs back in his prime. Is like, I think that alone, even if he had six rings and they each equal, you're like, Jordan would never have a six point game, right? You would just, right. that would be like, because when it gets to the the best and you, you get nitpicky and you're like, well, here's the chink in this armor. Here's the chink in this armor. But people get like, so like, I love LeBron and he's the best. I'm like, I think he's clearly the best. I think there's so much things. I mean, Jordan did a little bit of crying too, but it wasn't as much as the new people. It's kind of like. All right, our age versus these new young brat kids, you know? I think it's almost that same argument. Okay, well, our parents are saying the same shit about us. Yeah. You you know what I mean? And and now it's like, 
they're eventually going to have someone other than LeBron to talk about eventually. You know, he may not be as good as well, LeBron or do anything LeBron or Jordan did. People are already but. trying to claim Giannis is already there. And I think that's really disrespectful to LeBron. And I've been a LeBron hater, but he went to eight straight finals. He was carrying some LeBron shit LeBron was and- damn good. I just didn't like the... He just always seemed like he was crying. I just think his you GM can, moves behind the scene, they always are very short-sighted. And then he you can't be fan. the best and cry. Right. And I agree. I just think the crying about everything and wasn't my favorite. I once. mean, maybe if you kept coming in second, third, fourth every time, you know, maybe you could cry a little bit saying you're getting cheated or something. But when you're fucking the, the you're the elite, you're the goal, you're the one to you're the bar setter. Right. You can't be crying all the time. I agree 100%. Uh, also, in these playoffs, uh, the 76ers just lost. And I, I, for whatever reason, I've never liked the 76ers since the process started. I don't know why. I just have been like. Was that a Joe Embiid team? Yes. And so they have Harden, and they have Harden right now, which I've, you know, I've that disliked. That dude just ain't going to do And then uh, Joel Embiid. I, and the only reason I don't, I don't dislike him necessarily, but I've never seen him be really good. Like all the games I've caught of him, like. I think he's all right, you know, but people like, I mean, they say he's like the best, you know, so, um, but he has been really good in these playoffs and stuff like that, but he had a broken face and all that shit. But anyway, right after the game, he started throwing hard under the bus, which is exactly what it did to Ben Simmons last year and why Ben Simmons didn't want to come back. So yes, I do agree. Harden had a bad game and Simmons did last year, but your fucking best player throwing people under the bus is also not a good look. Like no one's going to go on to play with that motherfucker. If he right. fucking is always blaming everybody else. I just can't stand this shit. And so, but yeah, hard. I think at 11 points, you nobody takes ownership anymore. Yeah. It's always everyone else's fault for the most part. That's why like I, said, I like Giannis. Um, and then on the other side of the bracket, uh, the Grizzly and the Warriors are both really fun. The Grizzly. Did I see really Golden State in. get beat by 40 the other day or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Damn. They got beat in the three. After three quarters, they were down by 50. It was the most soon has been down at three quarters ever or some shit. Wow. And that was after they blew them out the game before. We're going to blew out the Grizzly. The, and they were just breaking everything. Uh, Yeah. Well, and they also were. Um, Memphis is really a smart team, but they're like they have no stars, like especially now because John Morant's out and they're just coached really well. Them teams are dangerous. Yeah. And defensive. And- you got to think about it. Everybody in the league is a fucking professional. So there's got to be some goddamn good talent. Right. And if they're all rolling together, who cares if they had a well, big name? They're going to be able to play well and keep up. It's like Brian uh, Scalbrini. I have this line on a song with Brad coming up um, on my next album. And I mentioned this quote Brian Scalbrini says where he tells these. I don't know if people have ever seen this video, but Brian Scalbrini is this white guy who played for the Celtics like 20 years ago. And he looked, he's like a ginger and he just doesn't look like he'd be an NBA player necessarily. Um, but he played some like D2 kid at a call, you know, in a college gym somewhere and skunks him like, nah, no. Right. And then he's like, I'm closer to LeBron than you are to me. And that's what Brown's got. And I thought it's such a good diss. Right. And so I use that saying, like, I'm closer to Wheezy than you are to me. Cause like Lil Wayne's like my goat. Right. And so I just think that line he says is so funny. And when you watch that, I mean, you're seeing a guy who looks like, I mean, he's a black dude in college, you know, athletic long, doesn't stand a chance against an NBA player. Like, I mean, doesn't even score once against him. Doesn't stop him once. You know, it's like, because anyone that makes the NBA is so good. <laughs> like. Okay, we had this janitor in junior high. You know, you know, you're in sports. We all think we're just badasses, right? You know, because we, we was always winning, going to. I mean, we had a really good junior high team. And, bat, and we was always pretty talented in sports. We'd play before school started. So suddenly when it's too cold to play outside and it's fucking janitor to play. He'd spot us like, all right, you got nine points, play until 10, going by ones. This motherfucker would shut you fucking down. <laughs> right. And like, 
And supposedly him and his brothers played this, uh, yeah, sent an invitation to play this famous uh, five-man team, and uh, they they never they sent them videos, and they never would play them. They was too scared. I mean, this dude, I mean, he was just a fucking janitor, just a right. you know, little black guy, man. He, he whooped my ass daily in basketball, man. I used to play so much basketball growing up at, like, churches and, sh- and courts. Like, yeah. There's courts everywhere. You always I, basketball was a thing, like. You know, my, I don't see anybody playing basketball, but also I don't go anywhere. I don't have kids. I don't go anywhere. Um, Colt, when he comes down, him and his friends go play basketball some. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but we was just constantly playing ball. Uh, it seemed like, um, oh, no, but there was nothing to do in my small ass town, so you can fucking go down. The- yeah, so, you know, I come from a school, and then I come up, I and mean, I play Division Two. But then the year after I left, they played this team called uh, Southwest Missouri State, which was like one, uh, uh, it was like one step above that. And then they got beat like 52 to 14. The next week, that Southwest Missouri State goes and plays LSU, you know, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. They got beat, I'm pretty sure, the exact same score, 52 to 14. Right. So it just shows you how much difference there is at each level. I mean, in the game, from even me coming from high school to Division Two was so much fucking faster. Right, yeah. I mean, like, high school seemed like slow motion on my first day of fucking practice. I mean, I was getting hit in the chin. Why do, like, what the fuck is going on? I went to, like, East Central basketball games. And I think it just seems more because you can see their faces and everything. Yeah. But it's like going to a high school basketball game and then the next year being in college and going to a college basketball game. You're like, these are grown men. These are, like, six foot six <laughs> plus grown men. And I was last year watching these little. And we had by have one. We had by have one six footer, you know? Yeah, yeah. We had one kid that was six, four and we thought he was the tallest motherfucker ever, but on this team, he'd be the point guard and, right. he, moved, and he moved like a center. You right. know? So it just, uh, it is funny. The, the jump, that's probably the biggest jump. You know, I don't know. Maybe college the pros. Oh, that first day I come off the line and that motherfucker put me in the dirt. And uh, the dude named Charlie Pangrat. He was a senior Canadian. Oh, boy. And then he wanted to take it easy one time, and I was going hard, snappy, take it easy. <laughs> and I was just like, all right. So basically, through a couple of days of the week, you had to take it easy on him because, you know, he was wore out. Right. So, you know, it was a scout team thing. You had to learn, you know. Good old sports days. Yeah. No sports ball. All right, man, I don't think I got anything else. Uh, my only other thing um, was, you know, I think I gave all my thoughts on the abortion shit last week pretty well. I don't know my more electoral thoughts, but I do think the irony in the whole like liberal side, having the whole trans movement, it's like, what is a woman? You can't define a woman. And then people being like, this is a woman's body. And it's been like, what's a woman like, and people kind of using that against them or the whole, like my body, my choice after they, push vaccines for two years you know like you have to it isn't your choice the government can't tell you what to do with your body and then now it's like my body my choice like there is some hypocrisy that's funny and then you see the people that's for you know the whole trans thing and you're like you just kind of took some of the women's rights away on some of the things I don't know if if we've taken it not taken them away but they've kind of they'll go hard this way and then you're like wait a minute that infringes not taken away right well it's it's all it's a weird world you know a lot of people I'm on first day have said like this is like the end of Rome I mean it was very close to when Rome collapsed a lot of this stuff was similar man it was a good run it does make me nervous that we're probably at the end of America because I don't want to move somewhere else. I fucking hate the idea of going to another country. You know, I. Well, they say they're gonna get me on a plane and take my ass. Man, they're gonna have to Mister T me, put me on some volumes of Xanax. 
Right. Well, I mean, I'll take them. Um, I will too, but you know, that's <laughs> the saying. Like, even when I go take an MRI, I was like, oh no, I got to have a volume because it's a free volume. Yeah, for sure. Every single time, uh, whether I want it or not, I take the motherfucker because it's free. Yeah. You know, there you go. There's why drug addicts are at because they, they start off with a free one. For sure. Well, see, I think I'm pretty good at uh, I could limit myself. I'm like, well, it's a fun day. I can you know, now, but day. back in, you know, 2000 yeah, sure. to 2003, I, I was not I was not limiting myself. Yeah, I try to explain to people uh, how cocaine is. I think it's the most possessive of all the drugs I've tried. And maybe something's worse. Until but. you run out of money. Right. Well, yeah, but I'm just like in that moment, like say if me and you had went in on it and it was like both on this table, we would both know how much was there the whole time. Yeah. You know what we'd I mean? Be like gauging like that we shit would out. both know exactly who had how much the whole time. We would there would be we would be even first off. It would always like, <laughs> you did one and I'm doing one. And then and you would really like you and, become so aware of the drug and then you're like, Well, how much was this? And now I was pretty quick to be like, Oh, I can't afford it. We're just gonna do this eight ball and be good. But there are some people that are like, I have a thousand. How much can I buy? And you're like, Whoa, whoa. And then, and then as the night goes along, your rails get bigger. Yeah. I mean, Oh, what? How, how long is this table? These are called Ukraines. Uh, we, we call them big old fat rails, you know, or yeah. Yeah, yeah we call them Ukraine lines. Maybe that's all. Good times, man. Yeah. So anyway, if we can get some fentanyl free cocaine out there. I uh, know. That, that'd but, be I mean, I think fentanyl is everything these days. So I don't want to be standing up in the street passed out. Yeah. And I, I knew to look up some of the side effects. I'm curious if that guy you saw was fitting all out or yeah. what was going on. Because it could have been a drunk thing. It almost looked like more Xanax, huh? Yeah. True that. True that. But all right, man. I'm sure we have it long enough. So we'll uh, close this shit. All right, so, then. Uh, peace. Peace. peace.